You're listening to Tony Mark with The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to PeachRadio.com. It's, uh, we have our first returning guest today. Uh, Kathleen Trotter is uh, the renowned... Uh, uh, <laughs> You're making I, me blush uh, already. No. It's only like 30 seconds <laughs> into the interview. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, I started the interview the last time and I listed all the things that you, you've done. And it, it's it's always impressive when, you know, I, I, I have a guest in. But with you, we a lot of the things that we discussed the last time, we were on the same page. So I just want to welcome you back to the studio. I'm, well, thank I'm honored you so to much. You. Oh, well, I'm honored to be here. And, you know, I had so much fun last time I was here. I just felt that we had such a chemistry and it was great. I love meeting like-minded people. So... I'm very, very happy to be here. And I'm really happy to be here because my mom is in the studio today, which is really fun. I love my mom. And um, it's also December 2nd, which means there's only 24 days till Christmas. So I'm a really, really happy person today. <laughs> all good I, things. I, all good things. I met her mom, Kate, and she's a, a, a phenomenal woman. She so is, she's, yes. And we uh, had plans today, and she generously said that we, we could change our plans as long as she could come and sit with me. So that uh, worked out very well. Thank you for coming <laughs> in, Kate. And um, I, I wanted to get to, uh, to it, uh, trying to connect what we discussed the last time uh, to today. Uh, the first thing you you graced us with your 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 breaking news the last time about your your book signing and um, or, or your book contract I should say and um, it was exciting because we were the first uh, yeah. people to hear about it and uh, I just wanted to know how how is that going? Well, you know, I think the last time I told you about it, I almost still didn't want to tell anybody because it was still felt so surreal and I felt like I would jinx it if I said anything and now. I feel like I'm at a point in the writing and the process that I can, I feel more comfortable talking about it. I met with my publishers, Dundurn, uh, two weeks ago, and it was so much fun. We went in and I met all the PR and marketing staff, and I met my editors, and they took me through all of my different deadlines. So I now know that the book is coming out October 1st, 2016. And, um, you know, they said, don't talk about it too soon because then people get excited about it and they go to Indigo and it's not there. Uh -huh. So I'm supposed to wait a little bit to t talk about too much of it. But I'm really excited and the manuscript's due in January and then I start the editing process and now I'm in the midst of trying to figure out where to have my opening party. Oh, you know? really? So, yeah, if anyone has any good ideas, you can throw them at me. So, <laughs> but yeah, so it'll, then the party will be the first week of October. So I get the joy of planning that and having all my loved ones and come and celebrate with me. And so I'm excited. It's going really well. Well, we're looking forward to that. Thank um, you. I'm excited to share it with everybody. Now, your, your subject matter, what is it I'm um, dealing ma mainly with? Yeah. So basically, it's the idea... Without giving away too much, Yeah, without giving away too much. But, you know, it's the idea that we all know we want to get fit, but wanting and doing are two different things. And it's sort of connecting the dots between that desire to do something and actually doing it. Um, and it's the idea that, you know, you can go into chapters, Indigo, whatever, you can go online, and you can find a program to do. That's not hard to find. But finding the motivation to actually do the program is another thing. So the book sort of combines, there's actual information and there is a real program that you can do. But before I give you the program, I work you through, I call it the 10 steps to get you from the sofa and out the front door. So it's both the motivation and the knowledge 
of what you can do to make yourself sort of live a healthy lifestyle for the rest of your life. Oh, that sounds incredible because that's where you're you're bridging that gap. Exactly, uh, that, bridging uh, the gap, you know, yeah. Where most people have the the, the problem of, I you know, know they, everybody wants to work out. For sure. Uh, yeah, and, um, you know, especially around the holidays and, and so on, that's uh, always part of our thought process. But now it's uh, if you can give them or arm them with the information. I always talk about having so many things in your toolbox, right? So it's just, you know, I try to give, I want to give the readers tons of things in their toolbox so when they come with a problem, they can know how to, you know, manage that problem. They get to a party, they know what to do with the party so they don't leave feeling disgusting. They know, you know, if they've slept in past their morning workout, okay, what's the tool to fix the day so it's still a healthy, healthy day? It um, well now it's uh, it makes a lot of sense uh, with uh, with this time of year and and, yeah. and so on. So it's it's perfect, and I that's what I really wanted to discuss today. You know, part of uh, uh, the issue uh, that most people go go through around this time is uh, is weight uh, uh, yeah. management and and you know and thinking as I said before, thinking about okay, I got to get in shape. I got to start in a new year. I always say if you're thinking about it, start doing it immediately because if you putting it off. It's just another excuse that's going to come up why you shouldn't do it. But uh, what advice do you have for our audience about how to control your your eating habits and 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 so on around the holidays it's um it, it's such a big thing and we go through that frustrating uh, uh, um, uh, account every year know, and it's so so frustrating to start january feeling like five or ten pounds heavier and exactly. you feel so disgusting and then you know you end up trying to do those January resolutions and often you end up just losing. If you do lose, you just lose the weight that you sort of gained over the holiday season. And that's really frustrating. And then it's this yearly cycle um, of, you know, weight gain and feeling kind of crappy. And so, but it's complicated because you also do want to enjoy the holidays. So that's where my philosophy is always that moderation, um, having treats. I call it my love it rule where I say to my clients, you know, for sure, have a treat, but you have to make sure you love it. And then you have a moderate portion of what you love. And I think we get, we talked about this last time a little bit, but we get into this, often people get into this idea, it's like, well, I've had one cookie, I might as well have five. Well, I've missed one workout, I might as well miss five. You know, I had one glass of wine, I might as well have some cake and then another glass of wine. It's like, well, that, you know, I've, I've messed up, so I might as well go whole hog. Yeah. But, you know, having one glass of wine is not the same thing as having five. Exactly. And missing one workout is yeah. not the same as missing 10 workouts. Missing a month of workouts is not the same thing as being like, okay, I slept in on, my, on Thursday, then I'm going to make myself do something on Friday. So, you know, you have to have, I like an image of sort of boxes and, you know, that small glass of wine is the first little box and then, okay, that's okay. You can sort of work that off. And then you have another glass of wine It sort of compounds and eventually you have this massive pile of boxes and, you know, that's much, much harder to do anything with and get rid of those sort of negative choices. And and do you find uh, you as a personal trainer, um, part of your job is is almost is psychology. You know, yeah. you're, you're dealing with with um, the the way that people react to to their failures and, mm-hmm. and so on. And then your job is to inspire and get them out of it as as soon as possible. And do you go through that a, a lot with your clients? Well, you know, I think the exact word that you use that I love is that people react. And I think that that's really the, gets to the crux of the problem is that. With health and fitness, people tend to react. They go out, they eat badly, then they feel crappy, they feel guilty. It's this spiral domino effect. But we have to become more active. We have to step in front of the problem, and it can't be a reactive. So um, one of the my column, my Global Mail column will come out this Friday, and it's all about 
using time management skills around the holidays. You know, it, the holidays are so busy. There's parties, there's errands, there's shopping. So one of the things that you can do is become proactive about your time. So I say in the column, the first thing I want you to do is have a journal for a week of how you use your time or even a couple days and figure out where you use it well and where you don't use it so well. So, you know, people are always like, oh, I don't have the time to work out. And I say, well, no, I don't have a time to work out is like the dog ate my homework, but for adults, right? Okay. So if you proactively look at your week, you can figure out where you can find five minutes, where you can find 10 minutes. So, you know, We'll have a client do a time journal, even for two or three days, and then we'll see. Let's say in the morning, they use 20 minutes in the morning to prep their lunch for the day. Okay, so then the night before, make extra dinner, and then you can take that for your lunch. There's 20 minutes. Go for a jog. Do some sit-ups in your, you know, do some push-ups in your living room. There's always these little bits of time. Um, or I'll say to somebody, okay, um, how much shopping are you doing in the stores? And they'll tell me, and I'm like, okay, well, what of that can be done online? There you go. There's an hour right there. Get to the gym. Right? That's your time so management. It, that's the time management. And that's that proactive, that's that thinking in advance. And I always say, you know, if you don't schedule your workouts, of course you don't have time to work out. That's right. Right? So it has to be scheduled and it has to be um, a non-negotiable appointment for yourself. But it's that, it's it's the proactive. It's looking in advance. It's being mindful of what your current habits are. So then you can build on those habits and... Um, move forward in the in the future. So I really, I love the idea of a time journal. If you look and you say, okay, you know, I'm spending an hour every night going to events with my kids and watching them play soccer, watching them play hockey, whatever. That's great. I'm not saying give that up, but bring your yoga mat and on the side while you watch them practice, do some lunges, do some squats. Like if you figure out where you're using your time, there's always little things that you can, you know, maneuver. Or if you always walk your kids to school in the morning, great, walk them to school, jog home. You know, oh, okay. so it's just, yeah. yeah, you just have to look at your schedule and then sort of analyze that journal and then go from there. And that's how you can sort of fit in workouts. And, you know, I said to my client, something's always better than nothing. So in December, you might not be able to get to the gym for an hour or you might not be able to get to your yoga class, but like download a podcast, a yoga podcast and do 20 minutes of yoga, right? It's the same idea. Like one glass of wine is not the same as five and missing an hour workout, you know, is not the same as missing two hour workouts and missing Everything is not the same as missing like 48 minutes of your hour, right? You can still do yeah. 20. Oh, absolutely. It, it, um, the, you know, Kathleen is, is the health and fitness writer for the, the Globe and Mail, and you're, you're getting a little bit of insight into her, her, newest, uh, her newest article. I think it should come and, out uh, Friday, but if not Friday, it's Monday. Okay. And you can always get it on her, on her website and so on. It, um, it, the last time we, we, we got uh, Kathleen, I was hoping that she, bring, she brought everything to, to arm you with her website <laughs> going on. on I love that uh, you're Trotter. plugging it because yeah. then I don't have to. I don't have <laughs> <laughs> to shamelessly plug it. Yeah, KathleenTrotter.com. There we go. And um, you can get a lot of useful, useful information there. So um, with the, you know, sticking with the, the time management um, issue, do you find that um, at the end of the day, if you don't, if you don't push it, and, 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 and allow people to, to go into their schedules and, and, and put that time. You're mentioning uh, uh, putting a time yeah. aside for yourself and, and don't, it's non-negotiable. Um, it's, it's one of the, the, the pieces of information that I've found have worked best. And uh, with, with that, you know, talk a little bit more about that because if you, if you do that, you know, over the holidays, at the end of it all, you come out, you know, by January 1st, you're now much better off yeah. 
then, you know, it, you know, you've given so many different examples. But is there anything else that you can add to that to, to yeah. help them just push them along? Well, there's a couple things. First, I always say to people, you know, December, back up, there's it's always important to have realistic goals, but in December, it's even more important. So, you know, I say to my clients, December is not the month you're going to lose 10 pounds, but it also doesn't have to be the month that you're going to gain 10 pounds, right? So you want to find that balance between having your love it treats and enjoying time with family and enjoying time with friends, but at the same time, not completely making 100%, you know, bad, healthy, unhealthy choices. So it's that finding that, you know, that balance. And one of the things that I love with the time management aspect is I tell my clients, okay, piggyback on habits that you already do. So, you know, I sort of mentioned that a little bit with if you take your kids to, you know, to their sporting event, you can then piggyback that with some lunges. Um, but that goes with any sort of habit that you already think of as a non-negotiable, and then you can piggyback on that. So if you have a dog that you walk, for example, as opposed to, you know, you would never be like, oh, the dog has to stay inside for the entire day. No, you're going to walk your dog. So, okay, so then take the dog for a walk, and instead of going for a leisurely dog walk, you can turn it into some fart-like intervals, right, which is our unstructured intervals, and they're great. So you can, you know, say, okay, until I get to that stop sign up there, I'm going to, to walk as fast as I can. If you're a walker or if you're a runner, you can say, I'm going to run as fast as I can. And you can turn that dog walk into more of a workout. And then that way, if you can't get to the gym for December, well, that's okay. You can at least get those intervals in. Or you can take the dog to a dog park and you can throw the ball for the dog. And as he or she runs and gets the, the ball, you can do squats, you can do lunges. So it's really going with that non-negotiable idea. And it's saying it's not you know, if I'll work out, but when will I work out? Even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes, you find ways to to fit it in. And I, I, I really love that non-negotiable. I use that for, you know, for years I had trouble flossing and I'd go to the dentist and she'd get so mad at me every time. And then I would leave and I'd feel so frustrated, you know, because I felt like I'm a health professional and I tell people all the time there's non-negotiable and why am I doing this to myself? And I said, okay, Kathleen, what would you do if you were a client? How would you speak to the client? You'd say, okay, you would step back from the situation. You wouldn't feel guilty because guilt is counterproductive. It just makes you spiral. And you'd say, how can you fit it into your life? What are you already doing that can make this seamless? What can you piggyback this on? So I work out pretty much seven days a week, normally about six. So I said, okay, so you say, you bring your floss to work and you say when you're at work, when you break and you're working out, after your shower, you floss. And so that's, that's, pretty, that's your and piggybacking. That's my piggyback, oh, right? Nice. And it's also, it's just that idea of that trigger. So maybe now I don't actually floss seven days a week. Maybe it's six. I try for seven, but I always floss after my workouts. And that's sort of like my rule. And it just becomes a habit. And so like any habit, once you've done it enough, you know, I think, what do they say? You have to do something 24 times before yeah. it becomes a habit or something like 21 that. 21 times. 20, whatever. Yeah, to form yeah, a habit. To, yeah. Um, and so that's how I formed my habit. And I've been much better and my dentist is much happier. So, you know, it's just about that stepping back and remembering that the idea that it's an active process. You have to actively be involved in creating the healthy lifestyle and the healthy being that you want to be. It's not passive. You know, I think last time when I was here, we talked about the idea of the difference between wishing and goal setting. And so much about health and wellness, people, it's a wish. They're like, okay, in January, I'm going to get fit. Or, you know, this December, I'm going to be really good. I'm going to, I'm going to have so much discipline. Well, that's a wish. Until you step back and you realize that discipline is made, not found, and until you take the steps to set yourself up for success, you're not going to be disciplined. You don't just magically wake up and be like, oh, today I'm disciplined. Or you find discipline on the side of the road. Like you're not born with it. It's not something you're like, oh, yay. 
you know, you have to make it. It's an active process and you have to be mindful of your habits. So then you can figure out what habits do I like? What habits do I not like? How can I change them? You know, it's, this, it's a very active and involved conscious Thing. This is why I, I, I love having you as a guest because there are two things that, that you know, it, learning about the, the non-negotiable rule, which everyone can use. Yeah. And also you come across, you're a very real person. Oh, thank you. Know, you. <laughs> you're, you know, as, as health professionals, you think, you know, people look at us and they think, you know, you must do everything perfect oh, and God. you're perfect. And you, no. you, you show, you just showed us, yeah. you know, that, you know what, you have to negotiate with yourself. Oh, you God, have to yes. talk yourself into things and I so on. And this is what the show is all oh, about, thank you. because it, it's it's making sure that it's not just looking as at the the professional athlete. It's yeah. not just looking at a model who you know starves herself or do whatever. It's about real people. I mean, you're you work out six seven days a week. You, you but you still have your little things yeah. that you 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 break and 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 so on. Well, I'll tell you another one that I told clients all last week because everyone comes in and I think that you know sometimes they look at me and they think that I don't ever make mistakes and you know with eating or exercise or whatever and um you know I say to people all the time I'm like it's not being successful is is you know you're not successful the first time out the gate the people who are successful they persevere and they learn from their mistakes or they learn from their choices and then they decide they're going to make better choices next time or they decide they're not going to make better choices next time so you know I always say to my clients, if I go out and I decide I want, I love chocolate ice cream. So if I decide to go out with my sister and walk around and have an ice cream cone in the summer, I don't consider that a mistake. That's great. It's my love it rule. So I, I, I will do that and I will enjoy it and that's great. But if I then make a health decision that I do think is a mistake, it's about learning from that. So maybe it was two weeks ago or last Sunday, I forget exactly what it was, but I have these fudge ice cream bars at Loblaws that I just love. They're, I don't know, PC fudge, yogurt bars, whatever. And I have learned about myself, and I think health is all, of, it's a learning process, and I have learned about myself that I cannot have those in the house. I just can't. And it's pretty much, I can have things in my house that I don't like. So if you brought chips into my house or whatever, that's fine. I don't like chips. I'm never going to touch them. But if it's something that I like, and there's like three basic things that I like, chocolate, chocolate, and chocolate, and that's it. So if it's one of those three things, then I can't have it in my house because there will be a time when I am tired and I will eat them. So if I wanted to buy the fudge bars, for example, I should buy them, bring them to my mom's house, leave them there, and then have one when I'm at her house. I'm not opposed to having treats if you love it and it's a moderate portion, right? So there was about two weeks ago when I was walking in Loblaws and I made the mistake. That's another thing is I'd never go grocery shopping hungry because I make mistakes, yes, right? Yes, that's the number one, one rule. rule. So yes. I had just done a Pilates class and I had also gone for a run before my Pilates class and I hadn't brought, because I'd run to the Pilates class, I hadn't brought a healthy snack. So I made a mistake of going grocery shopping and I was hungry. So I'm standing in front of these fudge bars and I'm having this debate with myself and the angel on my shoulder is like, Kathleen, you cannot bring that into the house. You will eat them all. And the devil is like, Kathleen, you are a 32-year-old adult. You can buy those fudge bars. You will have one every couple days. They are not terrible for you. They are way better than so many other things. And the angel was like, you will eat them all. And the devil was like, no, you can control yourself. And they fought and they fought. So and Kathleen, because I was who, hungry, who won? the devil won. <laughs> and let me tell well, you, I grocery shop at noon on Sunday. By about four o'clock, the entire oh. box of fudge bars, all six of them, were gone. But I didn't get frustrated with myself because I said, this is a really good learning opportunity. One, because I can tell all my clients and I can tell you. But it, it just, it reaffirms that for me, one of the things that keeps me successful is not bringing chocolate into my house. And it's a really important thing for me to know. Yeah. And every six months or so, 
I kind of have to go through this process. And maybe I'll get to a point when I'm 40 that I can bring them into the house. Yeah. And that's great. But right now, I can't. <laughs> and you know that about and yourself. That. And so. it's funny because my mom, she's the opposite of me. She has this amazing moderation. Like she's so tiny. She's always been so tiny. And part of it is she can sort of have one bite of something she loves. And then she's like, nope, the second bite will taste the exact same as the first. Like I don't need more. That and is she, willpower. Oh, she's amazing. And so the devil is all like, like, well, your mom can do it. You can totally do it. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, can't. I just can't. So there you go. But I know it. And I, you know, it. All my clients, when they came in that week and they were talking about the holiday party they went to and they overindulged and blah, 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 I said, okay, so what do we learn from this situation? What did you do that led you to making a choice you're not happy with? And how do we make sure you don't do it again next time? It's, ladies and gentlemen, it's, this is exactly what I wanted to, to bring to you with the, in, in this show, is that over the holidays, these things will happen. They will. And you've got to make sure, take Kathleen's advice. It, it, it works. And also, she mentioned that, you know, not, not buying the, the chocolate and bringing it into the house, but her point of not shopping hungry. Oh and the other thing, too, is not going to the parties. Yes, 100%. It, it is, that is the worst, worst thing you can do. It, if you, if you leave the house and you're really hungry, you're going to eat all the, whether it's the hors d'oeuvres or all the snacks, all the things that you're not supposed to. So always have something. Sorry, healthy before Absolutely, you go. So yeah. it's, um, you know, it, yeah. it's, uh, it's a nice way to. And some of the other things that you can do that I tell my clients with parties is, well, there's a number of them. So I like the five-minute rule. So basically, if you get to a party and you see something you really want, you say to yourself, okay, in five minutes, I can think about having that again. Because you don't want to say, no, you can't have it. Because then you have this sort of adolescent knee-jerk reaction, yes. right? So you're like, okay, in five minutes, I'll consider it again. But walk away from it. Do not stand beside it. You walk away from it. You find somebody interesting to talk to. You get a glass of water. And you drink that water. And you talk to that person. And hopefully, after that five minutes, then you will you sort of your brain will stop wanting it as much. And then if you still want it, then you say, okay, you know, what are the six things that are being offered at this party? I'm going to pick one of them and I'm going to have a moderate portion and it's going to be the one that I really love. But then you take that moderate portion and you move away from the table. So you do not stand next to the table. And um, so that's really key. And I think the other thing I always tell my clients is offer to bring something. Because if you're going somewhere, you have no idea what's going to be served. So if you say, can I bring a salad, then at least that's what I always do. And then at least you have something there that you know that you can eat. And then you don't go to your trainer the next day and say, well, I had to eat I had yeah. to eat the bad food because it was yeah, the only thing that was there. The time. You know, it's an active process. You have to take control and you have to be in control of your own health decisions. And if you let other people always decide for you, well, then you're going to have to have to make bad choices. But there's no have to. We're adults. And, you know, I always say to my clients, like, self-care is something we do for ourselves. Making healthy choices is not a punishment. We love ourselves or at least I hope everybody loves themselves enough to want to make healthy choices for themselves. It's not your mother, your father, your grandmother saying, oh, you have to eat your green beans. No, it's you as an adult saying, you know, that preservative filled piece of crap over there is not healthy for me. Those berries are. I love myself. I want to live to I'm 100. I want to have energy. I want to be around for my grandkids or my kids. I want to be able to go for my run tomorrow. So I'm going to love myself enough to make the healthy choice. The best advice. And on that note, uh, we're going to take a very short break and come back with Kathleen Trotter and discuss uh, a little bit more about surviving the holidays. Thanks for listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. 
Welcome back to the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Our guest, Kathleen Trotter. And um, we were discussing before we went to break about the surviving the holidays. Any other um, tips that you can give uh, give the audience? Uh, we, we spoke about not, not going, uh, not shopping um, yeah. hungry and, and, and uh, making sure that you're, you're moving away from that table uh, when you get the, the hors d'oeuvre or the, the, the snack that you actually crave. Yeah. Um, any other things? that you can you can recommend well i think you said it on break which i loved it's just about making things sort of easy which sounds funny considering how stressful most people find making healthy choices but i think often it becomes stressful because well one we try to make ourselves do workouts that we don't actually enjoy so it becomes something on the chore list right but if you can find ways to fit exercise in and moving in that are things you love like so you were talking about how much you love skiing so if you love a sport try to fit in a sport if you like you know my mom loves to garden so she gardens all the time that's how she gets a lot of her exercise she loves walking the dog so finding things that you like to do so it becomes more of i call it finding your bliss right so then it becomes less onerous i also just think that you know I don't know, for some reason we have this idea in our society that being healthy and exercise has to be really complicated and it has to cost a lot of money and it has to be these miracle diets. And I think that, I think the idea of making it easy, you know, I call it the Captain Obvious approach often with my clients, you know, it's like, what's healthy? Well, drinking water is healthy. So, you know, drink a lot of water. And if you find it hard to drink water, then put an alarm on your phone that goes off so you, you know, drink water. That's definitely a surviving a holiday party tip is like always have a glass of water. If you do decide to have wine, you know, do wine and then water, wine and then water, or do like a white wine spritzer, that kind of thing. Um, and always having something to sip to see if you have something to do with your hands so you're not sort of nibbling. Um, but I just think in general, finding ways to make movement easier for you. So, you know, if you have to do a bunch of errands and go to the mall, then don't feel guilty that you're at the mall. Turn that into a workout. You can do those fart-like intervals at the mall. You know, you can say, okay, until I get to the next door, I'm going to sprint as fast as I can, or I'm going to use my pedometer and try to get 10,000 steps. Or, you, you know... Can climb the stairs. Exactly. Can... Take the stairs. Or, you know, um, I get clients a lot to use their staircase at home. You know, if you can't get to the gym for an hour, because the gym is an hour there and then it's half an hour to get there and half an hour to get back. So then, you know, use your staircase at home. Do a little workout. My, um, so I am do an ambassador work for Casada, which is like a Mexican food chain. And I do these trotter tips every month. And my tip this month was how to use the staircase as your at-home workout. And you have 20 minutes. So you can do, you know, five minutes of sort of aerobics, high knees, bum kicks, that kind of stuff. And then you can cycle through, walk up the stairs once, jog up the stairs once, run up the stairs once, then do a couple jumping jacks, do some squats, then walk up the stairs, then run up the stairs, or walk, run, walk, jog, run. Um, and do that for as many times as you can fit that sort of cycle in in 20 minutes. And that is a pretty intense workout. And it only takes 20 minutes. So you don't need the travel time, right? So it's it's about finding those ways to make it make it easy. Or if you, you know, if your commute to work is really long and you can't make your commute walking or biking, then see if you can work from home once a week and then use that instead of commuting for an hour and a half that day. That can be your exercise time. So, yeah, I just I think it's about de sort of demystifying the health and wellness. It doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't have to cost tons of money, mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be sort of this miracle program. It can be these Captain Obvious, you know, fruits and vegetables are healthy. So if you're at a party and you're trying to figure out what to eat, you know, steer away from the, you know, stuff with preservatives and go more for the fruits and vegetables. Get a big handful of carrots and tomatoes and broccoli, you know. Drinking water is healthy. Getting a lot of sleep is healthy. So try to prioritize that, you know. It, it um, you brought up uh, uh, something a couple of seconds ago mm -hmm. that um, 
you mentioned your your cell phone. Everybody has a cell phone. Yes. Everybody has this this <laughs> computer in their hand yeah. that they never utilize. And you mentioned setting an alarm. Mm-hmm. It, you can do that. You know why? Why can you speak a little bit more about how you can arm yourself? Absolutely. You know, with with this little computer in your hand to actually get fit. Yeah. You know, it 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 because it it works. It's all there for you, but no one uses it for that. Yeah. Listen, I set. I must set like. 50 alarms a day. If I didn't have alarms on my phone, I don't know what I would do. In fact, this morning, I didn't have an alarm on my phone for my Pilates class, and I ended up showing up an hour early because I didn't have it in my phone. So this is what happens if you don't have alarms on your phone. Uh, Luckily, I had my phone with me so I could do work while I sat there and waited for an hour for my class. Um, So the phone can be used in so many different ways from the idea of of tracking your steps on the phone, you know, and that's a great non-negotiable way to fit in movement is to track your steps, try to get that 10,000 steps. Because your phone is always with you. Exactly. And what I like about that is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'll start tracking my my steps when I get my Fitbit. Or it's that sort of same mentality of like, you know, when Monday comes, I'll be healthy. Or when my Fitbit comes in the mail, I'll be healthy. Or or, or, or win, 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 win. It's pushing everything It's pushing, exactly. And I just sort of say, okay, well, when your Fitbit comes, that's great. You can use that too. But until then, use your phone. It's free. You already have it. It's, you know, making use of what's at your fingertips. And I, you know, I often tell my clients the idea with health and wellness is that you want to become mindful of your habits. So eventually you can become mindless about them. They just should become something you don't even think about. Like 98% of the healthy habits that I have, I don't I don't have a debate in my head like should I work out or shouldn't I work out? It's just sort of I just do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's the idea of for me it's sort of it's become mindless. Like I just I can just do it without even thinking about it. Um, it's the same thing when I go grocery shopping. I don't have to be like, okay, don't go into the middle aisles. Like I just go on the outside aisles. I go to the fruits and vegetables. I go to the, like the protein and then I, I go. Now, just to, but I had to be a, mindful about yeah. that first. So uh, you have to be mindful. And that's where the alarms sort of circle back to that. That's where the alarms come in. Okay. Because you can use the alarms as your mindfulness tool for the first month. So let's say you have an alarm that goes off once an hour that reminds you to get up, do a couple stretches. Um, you know, go get some steps, have some water, whatever you want it to remind you to do with the intent that eventually you don't have to have that alarm, that it's just something natural that you're like, oh, it's been an hour. I'm kind of stiff. I should get up and move around. Um, Because, you know, as much as I am a believer in using those tools, I want the tools to be a way for you to become more in tune with your own body. And you know, I love the idea of tracking your time and I love the idea of tracking your food and I love the idea of using alarms, but only to a point because I don't want people to be living by these strict health rules. That's sort of goes against actually the kernel of my philosophy, which is that health is just about being feeling energized and empowered and coming from within. So I like the tricks and the, the the phone and all of those things to be used, even like counting calories, like that's okay for a while to become mindful. But I don't to, want you to, to get into yeah, a to get habit. into a yes. habit. But yeah. I don't want you spending your entire day being like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't eat that tomato because that's 23 calories, and I don't want that yogurt because that's 90 calories, but this yogurt's 70 calories. Yeah. No, like that's you know, a, that's a burden. That's in a itself. burden, yes, and that's absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the. I don't know if you know the word. It's called orthorexic, and it's the idea of ortho being bones. It's like. It's not anorexia, it's not bulimia, but it's similarly negative in the way that you're super, super strict with all of your choices to the point that it's not healthy. Okay, it's the first time I'm hearing Okay, I love term, it. So, I, I learned it a couple yeah. months ago and I love it. Anyway, yeah. the whole the idea is I want people to become mindful with those tools like the phone um, and alarms. So then eventually you don't have to be. You can be mindlessly healthy and just, you know, having fun. It, it um, you know, thank you for, for that because 
all those things can contribute to making you healthier. And I, I keep bringing up the same point where around this time, this is when most people are talking about the subject about getting in shape and so on. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking all these things from you and, and, and I'm learning at the same time. And, and some of them, you know, I, I use uh, myself. But um, something that I thought was really important also is your your trick about shopping on the outside of yeah. the, the, the aisles, because most of the healthy stuff explains to people because if we can arm ourselves with all these things whether it's you know setting alarms and doing all those things and stepping away from the table and having wine spritzers instead of full you you mentioned so many different points you know the point of you know if you can get yourself into that habit you know in early December mm -hmm. or any around any of the holidays you know and then taking that that general rule into just everyday life um, but you know explain to us what it is about shopping to the outside of the grocery store, uh, sorry, the outside of the, 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 the aisles, the outside aisles, how different it is than the middle aisles. Yeah. Well, you know, it goes back to my philosophy of setting yourself up for success. And I think, and, and the idea of not wishing to be healthy, but having goals, because, you know, so many people there, they'll say to me, well, I'm just going to be disciplined. And then they'll walk up those aisles and then they see the cookies or they see the cakes. And then they're like, they're tempted. But again, like making exercise non-negotiable, I try not for the most part, I try not to put myself in situations where I have to make that I have that devil and the angel, right? And part of that is setting yourself up for success. And if you can do that in the grocery store, um, staying on the outside. So, you know, you come in most grocery stores anyway, the sort of there'll be fruits and vegetables on the outside and then there'll be sort of dairy. You turn the corner and there'll be like protein and then you turn another corner on all on the outside. There's sort of the dairy and the um, the yogurts, that kind of stuff. So, you know, you can pretty much get everything on the outside aisles, all the healthy stuff anyway. Um, so when I go grocery shopping, I go to the fruits and vegetables first. I get all my fresh produce that I want to get. Um, and then I might, I might go get like a salsa or a hummus, which is again, normally on the outside aisles. And then I'll turn, I'm thinking about my loblaws right now. The next one is sort of proteins. So then I'll get my uh, my fish or my chicken, whatever protein I'm gonna have. And then I can continue rounding around and then you go into the dairy section. So I might get my Greek yogurt. And then I go into the frozen food section and I get any frozen fruits and vegetables that I want. And then from there, I look at my cart and I'm like, okay, what do I need to add to this? And I go for very specific things in the middle aisle. So if I need mustard, for example, I'm a huge mustard fan. Um, so spices yeah, and, and exactly. so on. Spices, yeah. or if you need olive oil, or if you need toilet paper, or whatever, then you can go down those aisles. But those, I with the fruits and vegetables, I let myself sort of browse. I'm like, oh, I'd really like asparagus this week, or I'd really like cauliflower. Because it's like, okay, well, all of the choices there are very healthy, yeah. right? So again, it's setting myself up for success. I'm giving myself, well, the choice is either one healthy vegetable or another healthy vegetable. So there's no, you know, it's not a problem. But if you go down the aisles with all the cookies, basically it's 99.9% .9 all terrible choices. So it's so much harder to say no. So why give yourself the chance to even have that devil angel discussion? Like make it a non-negotiable. You don't want cookies, so why are you walking down the cookie aisle? You know, so many people will say, oh, well, I wasn't going to buy cookies. I wasn't going to buy cakes. But then I saw it and I really want So don't give yourself the opportunity to see it, right? Like set yourself up for success. Make it as e like you said it on the break, easy. Like just make it as easy as possible. Don't give yourself these these debates and it's hard once you even for somebody like me like you know if I see something that I'm like oh I really like that then I have that debate so I just try not to have the debate it um the the best advice in you know in 
getting all these little things to, to make this time of year uh, easy. So it, um, we're going to take one short, uh, one more short break sure. and, and come right back. And um, I'm going to put you on the hot seat a little bit. Okay, uh, I like it. Right. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> about some things that we discussed uh, in, the, in, the, um, in the last little while. So we'll be right back on PeachRadio.com with Kathleen Trotter. You're listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. Welcome back to the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. And we're going to go right into a, a couple of things. Um, Kathleen, I, I, I'm always trying to get her to come on the show <laughs> and because she's uh, she's such a busy person. Um you know, it, it's it's usually no, no, no. Okay, maybe, and then oh, that's finally, not true. finally, you sent me an email a week ago, and I was like, absolutely, I'll be there. I had so much fun. That is a complete lie. Everybody listening, do not believe that. Listen, she is, a, and you know, she blogs for the Huffington Post. She writes for the Globe and Mail. She's a Pilates specialist. You know, I, I don't know when to get a hold of her. So you know, she's trying to be modest right now, but no, she just didn't drop it. everything to come on the no, show. Believe. So much fun last time. I was when I got your email. I was actually on the way home from Cincinnati. I was visiting one of my best girlfriends, and I got your email in the airport. And I was like, "Absolutely, I'm so excited! I want to come." <laughs> yeah, that's before you looked at your schedule and found out you had a million things to do before you came on the show. But uh, it, listen, it's it's a pleasure having you here. But uh, something that uh, that you had uh, you said to me, um, you know, is something along the lines: your your busy body, busy tea body, or oh, something along busy cup lines. of tea. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, she's actually referring to herself because. She's hard to get a hold of. She's always doing something, no, and she's you calling. Are a busy yeah, cup of tea. I know you were calling me a busy cup of tea, but I'm thinking she's talking about herself, not me. What is it, you know? And I love having fun with people. What, what your little sayings uh, that you you have? Explain that to us. Well, the busy cup of tea comes from actually one of my clients taught me that. But I do love sayings. People always make fun of me. You know, I'll sign off an email. I'm like, awesome blossom. So I'm. I'm <laughs> that one a, is new to me. Also, oh really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I love these little signs. I'm such. I'm such a nerd. But, you know, it's funny the things that when you're an adult, people find endearing. And then, you know, when I was a kid, this I've always loved sayings. I don't know why. Um, and I remember, so we moved around a bunch when I was a kid because my mom's an actress. And so she was at Niagara-on-the-Lake at Shaw and she was at Stratford and she lived. In, we lived in London, Ontario. And I remember my first day of class and I think it was grade five in Stratford. She was there for the festival that year. And, you know, you're paired off with these people. Uh, other students, and you're supposed to introduce yourself, and then you get in front of the class, and the other student sort of introduces you and says, you know, this is Kathleen, and she likes, I don't even remember what I said, like, you know, the color red or whatever. It's like stupid little questions. But the last question on the form was, what's your favorite saying? So, you know, I love saying, so I had all these favorite sayings. So it turns out that when you're in grade five, what kids consider saying is like, awesome, great, you know that. So everyone had been getting up in front of the class and being like, John's favorite saying is great, or whatever. Yeah. And this poor boy who was my partner, I don't even remember his name, he could not understand who I was and what I was about. And he goes, Kathleen's favorite saying is, the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> And everyone's face in the class like totally was like, what is wrong with her? And then the teacher was like, oh, I love that saying too. Kiss of death. Nobody liked me for the entire year because the teacher and me had the same favorite saying. <laughs> so, yeah. So at 32, I think that people find my sayings 
a little bit silly but endearing, but in grade five and when I was a kid, not so much. <laughs> well, I, I just, I found it so funny because you, you in, in the email, you said, Awesome Blossom. I said, I've never heard that before. And she said, you said, oh, no, I have a lot of those. So it's, um, but it, it, was, it was so nice because part of this whole thing is 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 knowing that, you know, you're such a, I understand why your clients like you and oh, why you're well, successful you're and so on, because, you know, it, you make things so so easy. And, oh, and, and well, I would go uh, right back at you. Yeah. I understand why your clients like you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, awesome blossom. I, I, I absolutely fine. love it. I think it, it's so. partly just with clients. I'm sure you find the same thing. You're sort of constantly having to go back and forth with them, and you want a saying that says a lot in very small words because you're sort of in between other clients and doing a million things. So my clients know, you know, I say awesome blossom. It means great. I'll see you when, at our next session. I'm really excited to see you. Like all of those things yeah, all, all in wrapped two up words. Into, yeah. into one. So it's easy and fun at the same time. So Kathleen, what um, you mentioned the, at the beginning you, that you, you work out five, six, seven times a week sometimes. Times. Um, what do you do uh, for your workouts? Are, are you always changing things uh, things around, or is there anything specific that you do? Um, it really depends on what I'm training for. So this year, for example, um, I didn't train for an Ironman or a half Ironman or a marathon because I was opening my own studio, and so I was really busy, and I just didn't want to spend the money. So I did shorter duathlons mostly in the summer. Um, so, you know, it, yeah, it really depends on what type of time of year it is and what I'm training for. So right now I'm not training for anything. So I'm doing, um, one or two days of biking on my, um, compu trainer at home. It's called a kicker, which is awesome. You put your road bike on it and then it connects you to the internet and everything. So I do that and then I bike, um, so bike a couple times a week and then I run sort of two or three times a week and then I'm, I'm trying to do Pilates maybe twice a week. But then it'll change. So probably in January I'll decide I need to go back to more like heavier strength training. So I'll go back to a cycle of that. Um, I just like to keep things interesting and I really believe that, you know, working out should be fun and energizing. And so if I get sick, really sick of something and I don't want to do it, then I'm not going to. So I try to mix things up and yeah. And do you transfer that that kind of uh, 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 philosophy to your clients too? By, I try by, to. Oh, yeah, I want them to find things that they enjoy, and um, yeah, and, and and mixing things up, and also just to prevent injury. Like it's just important to have a wide variety of things that you do, and especially for me when I am training for a marathon, I'm running so much, and that's hard on your body. It's hard on your joints. It's hard on your muscles. It's hard on your hormones. It's hard on everything. So when I'm not training for an event, an event, I try to mitigate the damages by doing some more low-key, more restorative things like Pilates and shorter runs. So I still, for me, exercise is really about my mood. If I don't work out, I'm just such a crabby human being. So on off-season, I try to find that perfect balance between enough working out that's going to make me feel good, but not so much that my body's not going to recover. Because when I do start training for another event, because I will, I haven't decided what, but I want to be at you know, top form and I want to be able to train for that marathon and feel great or train for my triathlon or whatever I decide to do. Um, so right now it's sort of a restorative couple months. But, okay. you know, it's all individual. So what's restorative to me is not necessarily going to be restorative to somebody else. And and do, do you have like a, a specific, you just mentioned a whole bunch of different things and it depends on your mood and, yeah. and so on. Does, does eating play a lot uh, when it comes to training for specific um, events uh, or is it pretty much across the board, are you a healthy eater un until chocolate, chocolate, chocolate? <laughs> um, are you a, a pretty much a healthy eater uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much a healthy eater. It's more volume. Like, you know, I always joke with people that one of the reasons I couldn't do an Ironman this year is just the cost because when I do an Ironman, I eat so much more. So it's okay. not that I eat 
junk though. Uh-huh. I just eat more healthy stuff, but healthy stuff's expensive. So, you know, you kind of, I had to prioritize that my money was going to go towards my studio. So, you know, doing races are expensive. I eat more, but it's also then you travel to wherever the race is and then, you know, you get more massages and there's so many things that go go into racing to make sure that you don't get injured. And so, because the thing with being an athlete is, you know, it can be really healthy, but it can actually be really harmful on your body if you do it in the wrong way. So I'm really conscious of the fact that I want to be running and moving until I'm 110, right? So in order to do that, I have to, you know, mitigate the damages that being so active can put on your body. So, you know, I have to make sure I sleep enough and I have to make sure that I'm drinking enough water and all of those things. So when I'm in off season, which is what I'm in now, that's what I prioritize, like that balance of moving because I really do think that moving well you said moving is healing last time right yes, yeah and right. I love that and you know so I believe that but too much moving you know without mitigating those damages can be harmful as well so you know and, 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 and that balance. that's such an interesting point and, and it's it's um it's what uh, most people don't get they try they try and get into fitness and then they overdo it absolutely it just it doesn't matter what you do if you're doing too much too, of it yeah. then your yeah, your your exactly. body will break down yeah. so I, you know again it's all you know i'm trying to 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 bring bring everything together in you know this is the holiday season mm-hmm. and your thought process of going through and making uh, making it, uh, uh, making that step towards getting in shape, it, it, you can actually overdo it if you don't Absolutely, if you don't yeah. um, get into it the proper way. Sure. So whether it's eating, working out, and so on, you really have to yeah. look at how you can balance everything out in in the long run. Well, one of my goals for 2016, you know, I like to make very specific yearly goals, like training goals for races. I like to make monthly goals, but I also just sort of like to make a themed goal for the year. And I often then try to discuss it with my clients. And so this year I'm phrasing it to myself that my goal is to live the 99 numbers between zero and 100. And I think that it's so easy. You know, so many people easily sit for, you know, 14 plus hours a day, 10 plus hours a day. So that's the zero. That's like the no moving. And then People are like, okay, I got to get fit. And then they go right to that 100. And I, I I tend to be an all or nothing human being. You know, I don't run 5K races. I do marathons. I don't do triathlons. I do Ironmans. Like I, and that's good, but it's also not so good. And it's not good for your long-term health if you don't live that balance in between. And it's what you're saying, right? You don't want to just start exercising, go overboard, and then get injured. So my goal for this 2016 is just with exercise, with eating, with everything, with my relationships to, you know, I don't have to work 100% of the time. I can have some fun with friends. I don't have to exercise 100% of the time. I can live in those lower numbers and not only live in the lower numbers, but realize that they're really healthy and also be really proud of myself for doing it. It's not a failure to do a little bit less if you're doing a little bit less more intelligently. It's this is the best wrap up ever. Oh, good. You know, it's you, you not only we've discussed surviving the holidays, you know, your your exercise and, and time management, but you also learn we, we learn a lot about how you do things yourself and and how real it is to, to battle with yourself and, and 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 make goals and set. You know, this is Kathleen Trotter setting her 200, 2016 goal and goals are so important because yeah. then you 
you're, there's something to reach for. There's something that you can, you know, making it a realistic goal. You know, at the end of it all, you can you can be a, a better person, a healthier person, a happier person. So you've um, you've done exactly what I wanted oh, uh, today. So thank you so much, well, thank Kathleen. Thank you so much for having me. It was and, super uh, a lot of fun. And this is this isn't the end because there is a book uh, that will be launched in 2016, and yes. you're coming back. I, I would love I'm, to. I'm I'm I'm. I'm, I'm I'm making sure. <laughs> I'm putting it on air. I'm putting it on 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 online right now that uh, Kathleen will be back to, yeah. and we're going to help. Well, her and hopefully out. you will also come to my book launch once I know where it is no. and the date. You I, will be invited. I will be there. Excellent. And um, you know, we, we it started out with uh, uh, telling our audience that you you are going to be writing a book, and we want to be part of the whole process and and check in with you and um, and help you promote it and and oh, so on. You. So it um, you'll. Welcome back anytime. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for being a guest on uh, The Art of Wellness today, Kathleen. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Perfect. This is Tony Mark on The Art of Wellness and PeachRadio.com. <laughs>